Live? We're live. We're live. We're alive. Woo! Woo! We made it. We have made it to another 420. I, uh, I'm feeling very masculine energy right now. Oh, happy day. Vibes. I'm feeling. If you're here, say hi. Because you know our numbers don't reflect. Um what who's in here uh we'll give it like a few moments and then i'll read the trigger warning i think it's just us today yeah i mean we invited we i mean if anybody wants to come on you can um but i, I feel like you know it was kind of last minute i was like yo if anybody wants to come through yeah i mean we posted people liked it no yeah a couple of people yeah, reached man. out but it's not good for today so we'll we'll roll with it we'll do well mm -hmm. is anybody here yet <laughs> week one and two well uh, that's enough for me we're here we're here um oh you should definitely uh i'll make sure you have michelle's number and y'all should get in touch yeah so, she should yeah we should what she i don't even know what she said she's rolling through to new mexico i think for a festival for the weekend Wait, is she rolling through today or tomorrow no 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 i or i don't know when but she's she's, she's going, the 18th through the 22nd so today is the 18th if she comes to my house today no, well no. frankly i'm busy right now but it's fine i don't think it would be today i think she would have given yeah already been in touch to be like yo did she say i don't know <laughs> It's all in, it's all in. She didn't send me no message. I was like, hit me up and I'll give you my phone number. There you go. There you go. So if you're here, say hi. Um, if you're not, well, it'll be uploaded later. You can listen later. It's not a big deal. And, and thanks for being Thanks there. for listening. Thanks for listening. Either um, in real time or in the after. Go throw a little Facebook thing up. Okay. Listen, uh, y'all. It's about that time. You are about to get highly educated with the Canvas Closet Podcast with Canna Queen and MJ. This is an adult content show with no limitations on subject, language, or actions. Opinions, views, and expressions may or may not be that of the hosts and their subsidiaries and their guests. I don't know. Uh, if you aren't sure, don't worry. We'll tell you. Or our faces will. It's time to get the session started. Thanks for rolling up and showing up. Please enjoy the show. It's a Wednesday show. We're just chilling today. Chilling. Um, there's a song that I was having my head now for that. Uh, yeah. So we're just chilling today. Uh, we have some stuff to talk about, I guess. Let me go get the show notes. <laughs> yes, they're there. Uh, I put them under seventeen, I think. Okay. I figured we're too behind whatever was um <laughs> so I'm just throwing numbers out there. <laughs> something of that caliber. I don't know. So guess. it says guess, no one. <laughs> no one. No. Um so we have uh we have a couple things on the list to talk about. We have the Asian American Pacific Islander uh month and your sister brought up a really good point a few shows ago when we were talking about this uh, about how everybody has a month now which is 
true. But then today we were kind of chit-chatting about that very fact. And I said, well, that's because white people don't know how to acknowledge others unless there's a special event. (laughs) And I feel like that's pretty fucking true. I mean, including women. Like, we have a Women's History Month. What's up next? next? We have Women's History Month. We have um, Asian American, Pacific Islander. We have a Black History Month. We have LBGTQ um, and Pride. Uh, We, you know, there's like, I mean, there's really, and everybody deserves to be uh, celebrated. I don't disagree with that. Agreed. Uh, there's an actual whole list. Like if you Google like, uh, celebratory months or whatever, yeah. it's not just, uh, heritage months, uh, ethnic, ethnic and, uh, heritage months. Um, but it also talks about, you know, then there's also like breast cancer awareness month, um, right. autism awareness month. And, you know, and it is because we have to highlight though we say it should be an everyday conversation when we're wanting to fix the world um it's not yeah well it doesn't even have to be an everyday conversation if you would just acknowledge the that others exist yes right that that's all that's that's literally all it would take it's like acknowledgement of others existence so that the same opportunities are afforded to those others without us having to be like yo women over here <laughs> I think that, you know, it's, we, everyone needs to accept that there's enough pie for everybody that if we don't worry about where the pie is coming from, I know the pie will be there, but like being like, I'm going to hoard the pie uh, because I have the pie now and and I'm not going to give it to anybody else. It's just asinine. So yeah, I I say the rich are hoarding it all. That's not fair to say. I would say the greedy are hoarding it all. The greedy are. There are definitely yeah, people out there doing um, you know, as much as they rich can. philanthropists out there giving back and, and giving of uh, using their privilege to, to give back to the communities yeah. that need that need it the most. But yeah, um yeah, there's a month for everything. And I think it's because like we the people don't know how to acknowledge others. Yeah. Mostly white people. We the white people. Mostly, mostly it's us, but it is like a kind of like a built in learned in built into the system learned uh, behavior, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Um, Anyways. uh, (laughs) So with that being said, we can uh, um, have not even posted this. Just us and next today. Uh, Yo, hey. I love it. Uh, I can read our uh, one of our Asian American Islander uh, Pacific Islander I would love that. Um, Okay. Posted that and let me get to my notes. I I think people like is it summertime? People are forgetting we around. (laughs) <laughs> everybody's out on the lake right now yeah it is blue skies and a little, a little cloudy out nice and warm um what's up y'all say hi when you come in and, 
Where is it? I guess it's got to be at the bottom. Okay, here we are. All right. So we have also discussed why uh, Heritage Months and recognition of the atrocities that have happened uh, to for these months to be observed. Um, uh, this we're trying to highlight. We know that, that why they exist and why we have to do it, but um, we're going to keep the positive here, keep it going. Um, we talked about uh, Peter Sai, the doctor who uh, created the N95 respirator last week or last Monday. Um, and then today we're going to move on to <clears throat> Nainoa Thompson. He's a native Hawaiian navigator. And he created the star compass. Um, modern navigators often use instruments like compasses, radar equipment, and global positioning systems, GPS, receivers to navigate the seas. However, early Polynesian voyagers found their way across oceans by understanding natural cues from the sun, moon, star, clouds, and waves. Around the 14th century, this traditional art of wayfinding to go on long-distance ocean voyages gradually died out. Native Hawaiian master navigator Nainoa Thompson became the first to practice it again when he combined traditional wayfinding principles and modern science to develop the Star Compass, a conceptual direction system, in 1980. I love it. Um, it's a visual representation of how navigators view the horizon around them to find their way. Unlike a physical compass, uh, Thompson's invention is a mental construct for navigation that splits the visual horizon into 32 houses where a certain celestial body is located. This allows navigators to orient themselves by identifying the position of the stars as they rise and set without the need of any, uh, for any navigational instruments. Uh, in 1992, Thompson began training new Hawaiian navigators to preserve tradition and pass oh, on the is. knowledge to future generations. I like that because that, that last part, that's why it's important <laughs> is because you don't want to lose that in in the in the new world you don't want to lose the old ways in the new world right you don't want to just lose them forever that's why language is really important and passing down stories is really important um yeah because you want to maintain i mean of course things change but you want to understand the past and their traditions and um some of those traditions don't need to be like uprooted right right and, yeah. Uh, People need like, to know where they came from, too. And then, so like those stories are part of that. Right. And uh, and knowing even just in uh, we we're talking about Asian Island and Pacific Island Pacificers. Uh, but even just the Native Americans here where the traditions were lost and, you know, right. so and they the are now. Yes. And so they are now, you know, I follow a lot of it's one of my most favorite things like on TikTok is to watch like the dancers and the, you know, like, uh, and, and the, just the sharing of the history and the young. Oh, you know, I love learning those things from, um, yeah, young people who are, are like going back to um, learning tradition. You know, I love, I love it. I love and, it. And just sharing it, you know, having this, you know, being able to use that platform, even though it sucks for not being able to use what we want to represent. Want to, yeah. Um, they, uh, you know, it's, it's education, you know, and, and, and just, I don't know, it's on my feet all the time. It's a, I love it. Yeah. Know, um, I want to say about that to, I want to say thank you to creators who do take time out of their day to educate us. 
about things like that. Um, because generally speaking, uh, a majority of people don't go out in search of things <clears throat> that are outside the realm of their, excuse me, uh, outside the realm of like their general interests and things like that, you know? Right. Um, and so when something like that rolls across, uh, their feed, my feed, your feed, our feeds. Um, and it's presented in this really interesting way in this compassionate way. Also, it's very, um, I, I, I love it. I, I love getting education that way, but also having said that, I just want to say is also not your responsibility to educate us on the atrocities that we committed and the things that we took away. But I am I am happy to listen and gain information from those willing to share it. Um, I but I do not have an expectation that I shouldn't learn these things on my own if I if I need to know, you know. Right. And one thing right, that right. people aren't aware of, uh, yeah. you know, not only did uh, you know their their land get taken away from them and uh, raped and totally. pillaged and plundered, but it still continues to happen to this day. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not aware of those atrocities, like, again, use the Google, look up what, you know, Standing Rock and all of the different tribes that are fighting for their lands back and for water rights and, and winning. You know, like there are a lot of, um, you know, as many crappy, you know, pipeline stories as there are, um, there are some, some wins. So, and, and growing momentum, I feel like again, with more education and the more people talk about it, but you know, uh, Native American women are among the highest missing, you know, rate of, uh, missing women and, um, and, and it's not talked about. And so, um, yeah, at all, it's at all at all. Um, and so that is, um, you know, again, these TikToks uh, that I'm watching, they're not only are they talking about the heritage, but <clears throat> they're also creating the awareness for this and, and, uh, and, 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 and saying, the, you know, we hard. did the trigger, we did the trigger warning at the beginning, but the atrocities we committed against uh, the native population on this land, I mean, we're still discovering things recently there's been discovery of uh, child remains um beneath buildings where there were like orphanages or boarding schools or things of that nature where children were living so these children just went missing and were never um recovered returned to their parents um yeah we 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 did some really like horrible thing and we continue to through policy now through policy and and restrictions and with money and government um still but in a different way i think i mean i think it's it's the same right that's how they did it then that's how we do it now i think it's a little bit less violence but not really when you see people out protesting for their water rights and getting sprayed with fire cannons uh fire hose cannons i just like that's you're maiming and it's freezing when it's freezing yeah, outside, outside. this is when it was hot. It was happening in the winter. I mean, doing this. Yeah. So, I mean, we still do resort to violence. We were talking about um, on our last show, um, uh, generational trauma and, and how it affects individuals, but the people who cause that trauma also have uh, generational learning as well. I don't want to call that. Tra- I mean, it is a form of trauma, but it's, they're not, 
I mean, maybe they are in their brains traumatized, but like they're, they're, they're the ones traumatizing people. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying, you know what I'm saying though, I guess, mm -hmm, sort mm -hmm, of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it is a form of trauma for their brains, but also I'm not, I'm not empathizing or sympathizing with those types of individuals. They get what they get, you know? Um, but I think um, like when we see this, uh, caucasity out there it's because they that's the generational uh, teachings of their people yeah. right yeah <clears throat> um, I say they like I'm not one of them I am white a white woman I am a white woman um, but yeah I just I don't understand the mentalities I guess mentally I don't I don't get it I don't really I don't, I don't understand it either. And I feel like, you know, the people that I'm surrounded with, uh, you know, come have the same, you know, views and, and, uh, you know, out, you know, output of energy. And, um, and so it, to, you know, to actually, actually, you know, knowing that it is just bullshit out there, you know, like it's, I don't live in a bubble, but I, you know, like, I wish we could, but I mean, it's just like, I mean, if you, even if you don't watch the news now, you can't get away from any, the, you can't necessarily, you can't get away from the news. It's every, people are posting about it. So you have to learn something about it unless, you know, you just, I mean, close the door to all of it. You would really literally have to like shut all of it off in order to be able to avoid all of it. Some people do that. A lot of people have been turning it off. But also we do have a responsibility. I especially feel a responsibility as a white woman to pay attention to what's going on in the world um, because I have privilege and that privilege can foster change and I can only foster change if I'm educated about what's going on and I don't turn. Um, I, I feel like it's so like we get to, we, we get to, I'm speaking from my perspective as a white woman, we get to, you know, go inside and shutter the windows and pretend it's not happening because it's not happening to us. Mm -hmm. Right. And so for me, this is me. I don't expect everybody to feel this way. I, this is just from my point of view, my perspective as me as a person, I feel, I feel like I need to uh, at very minimum, this is the bare minimum, be educated about what's going on. Um, because I have the privilege to turn around and act like it's not happening. And people that I love don't have that privilege. Right. Because they live mm. it every day. And so, yeah. So that's, that's why um, I, I try to limit my news intake and stuff like that, but I do try to stay up on what's going on. And um, having said that, I would uh, like to, take some time to just uh, read the names of the people lost in Buffalo. Uh, I don't know if you have access to that list or not. I know I have it somewhere here. I can. Um, so let me see. I have a saved article. I'm sure of it. Here, here it is. I, I uh, remembered saving these because uh 
because I, I just wanted, I wanted to speak on it and, and say their names. They deserve recognition. Um, there were 10 victims lost in Buffalo uh, recently to uh, white supremacy, white supremacist terrorism and gun violence. And these are their names. Uh, Catherine Cat Massey was 72 years old and she was an advocate for uh, civil rights. We have Re- <clears throat> Roberta uh, Drury. She was 32 years old. Uh, Ruth Whitfield was 86 years old. Uh, Celeste Chaney was 65 years old. <clears throat> Pearly Young, uh, 77. She, uh, I don't have a little blurb about her here. There's other posts that I've seen where there's like a little blurb on each of them. Uh, but she was a real staple in her community. She helped in, uh, she helped feed uh, the uh, the homeless population in her community. Um, she, uh, she was very active in her church, um, helping mentor young people. Um, she was just, she was really active individual in her community and just senseless. Um, Andre McNeil, uh, he's 53 uh, he went to Tops to buy a birthday cake for his son who had just turned three years old when he was shot and killed. <clears throat> um, Margus Morrison was 52 years old. Uh, Aaron Salter Jr., he was uh, 55. He was a retired police officer uh, in Buffalo. He was working security at the grocery store and he did confront the shooter and um, he lost his life trying to save others. So Um, senseless. I mean, I just, it makes, excuse me. It's just senseless. And it's something that really needs to be addressed in this country. Like the fact that white supremacists go on these murder sprees um, for innocent and beautiful and wonderful lives. Um, for what? Like, for what? Like, this wasn't his neighborhood. Like, I, I believe I read somewhere it was like 200 miles away from where he actually lived. Um, he did have the firearm legally, which brings into question um, what type of firearm should we have access to as a public? Yeah. I have that question. I don't think we should have full access to all of these arms. Um, I have an opinion on that. I think long arms are fine. Uh, like I, I feel like, you know, like shotguns, things like that, they're fine. But I also think that long arms, um, semi-automatic type of weapons, automatic type of weapons, um, such as that, that can, that are meant for wartime. Mass. Mass casualty casualty yes uh those listen if you want to own one of those and you pass all the background and all that stuff then you can own one of those but i also think that there should be a responsibility where it should be housed in a professional space like in at a shooting range where that's where that's where you're going to shoot it right that's the only place that you should be shooting it right yeah so yeah 
Um, if you have firing range potential, I guess, on your property, there could be maybe an exemption for that. That would have to be like really licensed, uh, licensed, like, licensed yeah, licensed. regulated. Maybe? Yeah, regulated. <laughs> I mean, we license and regulate our cars. Why not? Anyways, but I honestly don't think that like if you're showing up to Walmart with your fucking long arm, I really disagree that you should be able to own it. I just that why are you at Walmart with a long arm? Yes. And then those same people will argue, will argue about what just happened. But in reality is, is, is like that. That's why we don't want y'all in Walmart with long arms because y'all are the ones committing. I said y'all because it's a white supremacy mentality. That guy had a manifesto. He'd been planning this for weeks, maybe even months. And like, anyway, so that's not even the main reason why we had that I was mad on here today, but I am mad about that. It upsets me uh, every time I see something like that because it's senseless. There's no need for it. Um, those people's lives were innocent lives. Those people were good, um, hardworking and community driven people. And um, for them to, they're not coming home. They're not coming home. Like, that's so crazy to me. Because a white guy felt privileged about something because a white guy's not getting laid because what, because what, because, and then they'll, they'll try to spin it on mental health. Well, you're not going to do anything about that either. Like, look at our healthcare system. You're not going to do anything about that either. So first of all, it's not a mental health issue in this situation, unless you want to count white supremacy mentality as a mental health issue, which, I mean, I guess we could argue that point, but like, (laughs) Uh, yeah, let's not go down that rabbit hole because we, we could uh, totally, God. I mean, we're, yeah, we're all so. about talking about whatever we want and we certainly could. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's just like that. I mean, that mentality is mentally unstable, but, is, also, yeah. but also it's a terroristic mentality and then we should treat terrorists how we treat terrorists in this country. And I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, you know, like I just. That guy should not have left that place. I mean, I want everybody to leave a police interaction without a scratch on him. Honestly, I want that to happen. But that guy, out of all the people that have died in the hands of the police, that guy was not one of the people that deserved to leave without a scratch on him. Yeah. So anyway, um, so rest, rest in power, uh, lovelies. Um, we, we will see you again. Um, thank you for your contribution in this life. So, um, I'm actually mad about something else today. Okay. Fire away. Fire away. Let me pull this up in my inbox. I got another, I got another notification in my inbox. Do we already talk about, I feel like we, I feel, okay. I feel like this was issued around 420 and now they're coming back with it. So I feel like I'm reading this correctly. Today, the Colorado Department of Revenue's Marijuana Enforcement Division is issuing an expanded health and safety advisory due to the additional identification of potentially unsafe levels of total yeast and mold contamination in retail marijuana bud shake trim produced by Fresh Baked LLC. This was the last advisory, I believe. Um, through our investigation, the MED has identified harvest batches of retail marijuana flower bud shake trim that were untested or not tested properly, dating back to 
July 14, 2021, which have been found to contain levels of microbial contaminants uh, above the acceptable limits established by the rules, and it lists the rule. Um, as a result, the CDPHE and the MED are expanding health uh, and safety advisory issued on April 20th. So I'm right. Uh, this is the same one we talked about on 420, around 420, to include all retail marijuana produced by this license before February 25th, 2022, to be potential threat to public health and safety. Um, so couple, couple points here. Was any of this sold to the public? This is basic. I'm just, I just opened it up to just see, and it just basically says the same thing. Consumers. Okay. It does say this consumers who have been affected, uh, who have have these uh, affected products in their possession should return them to the retail marijuana store where they were purchased for proper disposal. And while only marijuana produced on or on and after July 14th, 2021 was still available for testing as part of this investigation out of an abundance of caution it is recommended that consumers return any products still in their possession from the below retail marijuana cultivation facility Consumers who experience adverse health effects from consuming the product should seek medical attention so they can misdiagnose you with, anyways, that's not what it says, but that's what I'm telling you. And get attention immediately and report the event to the store from which they purchased the product. All affected uh, marijuana should have a label affixed to the container that at a minimum indicates the license number of the retail business, blah, blah, blah. And then it lists the cultivation number. Um, you guys know my problems with this. There's so many, there's so many things to lay out. Some people might've had affected product, went to the doctor because they were sick. The doctor said, do you smoke marijuana? They said, yes. And the doctor said, you have CHS. No, no, n not knowing that there's a recall happening. And, and what is CHS, Canna Queen? It's can so it's listed as cannabis hyperemesis syndrome, hyperemesis, hypermesis. Hyper I don't hyperemesis. Hyperemesis. I, I always fuck that word up. But anyways, um, I'm not a doctor, you guys, but uh, it has symptoms. It has symptoms like um, cyclic vomiting. It has symptoms like um, you feel like like very sick unless you take a hot bath or shower. Benadryl can sometimes help. Um, it's um, like heaviness in the limbs and, and um, you know, fatigue and um, being lethargic, like those, the, the symptoms. Also closely related to symptoms of um, azadractin toxicity, uh, which is the number one main ingredient in neem oil could be left behind in the plant. If it's smoked, it could potentially, I mean, we need more studies to prove this, but it could be potentially be uh, in the danger. So you could be uh, suffering from pesticide toxicity. Um, and now we're seeing all of these mold and yeast recalls that are having higher levels of mold and yeast than are acceptable according to the science and according to the regulations. 
and um, people may or may not have had this product and it affected them in some way, shape or form, made them sick, nauseous, whatever. And they went to the doctor about it. I'm sure of that. Right. Because some people get a little freaked out if they're continuously vomiting or continuously sick. And then what is the go to that we go to when we don't feel well is our plant. So, you know, trying to figure that out. But if you have affected plant from a regulated facility that has not yet been inspected and this has not been found yet, then you go to the doctor, they misdiagnose you. They already misdiagnose people. They misdiagnose people that have um, gastrophoresis with, with this syndrome. The cyclic vomiting syndrome is actually a thing. They misdiagnose those individuals with this syndrome just because they touch the plant and put a little bit of it in their lungs. That has to be the problem. They never test the plant material. They never do that. And then when these reports come out, it makes me wonder if, you know, that's contributing to, to cases of this, because, you know, we always see these news reports every so often that cases of CHS are rising in, in the nation as, as cannabis legalization is on the rise. So it's like this correlation, cannabis legalization is on the rise. So is this mysterious illness that you get from cannabis? Like what? You didn't even test it. Didn't test it. You're not asking me about my previous health. You're like they, and that's where the, again this disconnect between you know medical cannabis patients, doctors that don't fucking care about their patients. Um, I'm sorry. I'm scrolling through the marijuanamoment.net site, and there was a picture, and well, I clicked on the headline of "SCOTUS shouldn't take cannabis case." Biden DOJ says. Underneath that, though, it's there's a picture and a little headline, and it says FDA warns on THC foods uh, poll legal marijuana more popular than politicians. Um, Senator slams medical cannabis in abortion speech and banking momentum. And so what I'm do the two have to do with each other? Jesus. No, these are just the different headlines that are like, I guess that are supposed to be covered here. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to scroll and try and find this. Yes. And I can't find, I mean, I'm still scrolling. So that's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm listening, but also like wanting to, uh, find where this is at. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause um, that, yeah. yeah. Also with the CHS, by the way, it's, it's a, it's a common, uh, with inhaled products. So, uh, so, so inhaling could potentially exacerbate the situation, or it could be the reason for the situation because you're inhaling plant material that has something in it that shouldn't have in it. Right. Um, when we talk about uh, medibles and things that are ingestible, those, ha- those go through a second testing process before they hit the shelf in Colorado. Um, in Colorado, you test one, you test again. So those don't get recalled as often. If you'll notice, you'll notice that those types of things don't get recalled you don't get it. We're not recalling brownies y'all flower do you right i wonder you know is there <clears throat> are they talking in regard to those batch numbers do they track it to any processing facilities that may turn it into their own edibles does it they may covered and, under? 
I think what they would, I think that they, there's, I mean, there's absolutely tracking back to that product. So you could track back to that product and then be like, I need a batch sample uh, to test your, this product that was made from this, just to be on the safe side, be sure. Do I think that they're necessarily doing that? No, I don't think so. I don't think they have the manpower to do it. I don't think they have the, the funding to do it um, the way that they should, the way that they want to. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a public health and safety issue. I don't want the dispensaries. Uh, I don't want the business to have to pay more and more money for all of these things. Cause all they're going to do is put it on the consumer, but also like this hurts our industry. The, like badly, like this is like a, like a lettuce recall every week. If, if lettuce was recalled from a different farm every month, Nobody would be buying lettuce, bro. I mean, it's lucky that we had this is magical lettuce. I mean, but what I'm saying is, is that it would really affect the the. First of all, what's going on in Colorado? Right. Why you? Know, what are uh, the? We're supposed to be able to trust the regulated industry to have tested this product and tell us that it's safe, but yet every month, once a month. I'm reading one of these bullshit things telling us that we should um, return flour that we bought six months ago. Nine months Let me ago. Let ask y'all a question. Ten months ago. Um, for those of you who are heavy smokers, such as myself, such as MJ, uh, let's say you buy an ounce. How long that ounce going to last you? Honestly, when I'm on a budget, a month. You can go a month with an ounce? Mm-hmm. Who girl, that is frugal as fuck. Mm-hmm. I cannot. I did a month, a month, yeah. y'all, less than a week and a half, a week. But if I'm being frugal, I can maybe push to the middle of the next week. I mean, straight up. But whatever your limit is, let's say you buy an eighth, right? Let's say you buy an eighth at a time. You buy that eighth at a time because... That's what you know you're going to use and it's, and, and, and it's going to be fresh. It's not going to be all old and dusty, right? So what do you think? What do you think, MED? What do you think that they're going to have plant material? Most of that shit is gone. And the only shit that's left is from somebody who, who bought it uh, as a newbie and like got overzealous or some shit or, or forgot about it. They lost it and forgot about it. Yep. One of those two things happen, but usually over and above, I buy an ounce. I got to buy an ounce next week too. I got to buy an ounce the next week after that too. Like yeah. it's literally, I mean, we've been frugal before we've made it stretch, but I mean. And then I do it by eight year. Like I, especially if I, when, when I wasn't traveling to the places where I get my medicine affordably, um, you know, like I had to, you know, like, and I think too, just being that I'm a, I'm a bowl smoker too. It, 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 I don't have a full, you know, I don't use it as much, you know, I don't burn through it literally. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I do smoke blunts and I smoke, I I smoke like a gram that that'd be at least a gram at a time. It says 0.8. It's a lie. It's a fucking, it's a gram. Yeah. I pack it pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, especially so if you're I, packing it. Yeah, super. Yeah. Yeah. So I I smoke about a gram at a time, and I probably smoke between three to four a day. Yeah. 
and uh, also dad. So you're, so you're telling me you're going to recall a flower a month from today and you want me to still have it? Nah, that shit's in my lungs. You just put mold in my lungs and you told me it was safe to buy from this place. And what about our grow standards? Like why are growers not recognizing that their plants have an issue? Because the grow facilities that y'all don't hate on me, don't come for me, prove me wrong. The grow facilities, they're neglecting, they're neglecting the little shit. They're, they're only focusing on what's going on like around the plant, but y'all got mold in the fucking corners. Y'all got mold in the, so there's mold you can't see on your plant that is getting inside of the flower and is making it to our lungs. Because y'all got fucking mold in the foot. You got a leak from your air conditioner. You got mold in the other corner. You got like, that's why. Because y'all ain't cleaning your shit. Y'all are not meticulous cleaner cleaners. I've worked. I've worked. With, I work. Okay. I've worked with many growers. Um, but specifically, I worked uh, that that I like you know, saw them every day for months, whatever, three different growers that I will recognize. And I will tell you that one in particular is fucking meticulous as fuck. And I had never seen our facilities so sparkling clean as I did when this particular head grower was there. And I've seen this person's personal grows and other professional grows since then meticulously clean find me the dirt the the only dirt you're gonna find is in the pot is like in the pot like if they transplant and there's gonna be you know but like when he leaves that shit is fucking clean it's sparkling the plants are happy because they're in a very clean environment there's no unexpected um uh molecule like mold yeast any of that growing in spaces where you're not paying attention because you're paying attention to everything yeah like when you you pay attention you see if there's an issue you know like that is part of being a good like you got all the nooks and crannies all the time not just like i checked it last week it's fine no like in a week mold can fucking You know, and so many things like, about your plant can change in that, you know, in a day. And so you, you know, you can't leave them. Uh, you know, they're, I mean, in the wild. Yes. I've seen some, like some crazy shits happen, you know, that's not in an enclosed that's, uh, space. But when you're talking about a controlled environment that you created for these, yes. uh, you know, as controlled survive, as it is, it's the most uncontrolled, like for me, like uncontrollable situation, like, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Outdoor growing, you know, you let her do her thing and she is. She does. She knows what to do out. When you add all of the other stuff, you have to pay attention to everything you added because it is such a controlled environment that you have to control every piece of it. And or have it in some sort of like uh, you know here in Colorado, you can't the plants can't be seen, so it has to be in this controlled uh, greenhouse environment. And while benefits and great and this and that, you know, we're still. Uh, you know, people are still opting to do the indoor light uh, systems because, you know, you, they don't have the space to do great outdoor greenhouse grows. Right. You know, and um, I mean, it's just the most efficient. It also, is the most efficient. Light. And so, uh, but, but it also brings those other problems. 
And so then we're talking about large scale grows versus small scale grows. When you have smaller, you know, batch and gardens, you know, you have that ability to, and you assign someone to take care of that, you know, section, just like, you know, any job where someone's assigned a, a, an area and that's a job. Your job. Yeah. You know, like that's your job to make sure that these live and produce and, and, and thrive and that they don't get sick or carry, you know, bugs or, you know, that aren't, you know, suiting them and, and helping them out when they're, when they're in distress. And so to, um, it's just disappointing to, again, hear that this is, you know, when we've, taken it, when we've taken it out of caregivers' hands who have cared enough to grow, cared enough about this plant to... Uh, won't let you them know, in. Won't let um, them in. Won't, you know, it just... And then, again, uh, and here we are. That we're oh, getting yeah. year-late notices of, uh, you know, about product that it no longer exists. No and, longer exists. You know, and then so... And then no follow-up either. Okay. They clean up their act. They got a score, you know, like, you know, restaurants get their letter score or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There should be a letter score for, for, there should be a letter score for a cultivation and a dispensary too. I think that, listen, you're on to something right now. (laughs) This is not a bad idea. There should be a letter score for all of our facilities for cleanliness score. And then that letter score, I mean, I listen, I don't want to cost y'all more money, but listen, y'all, somebody needs to hold somebody accountable. If you get dinged 15 million times on fucking mold, then you can't have an A score. If every time, <laughs> if every time the CDPHE or the MED comes in to your facility, they find all kinds of dirt and mold and water drips and leaks and, you know, all kinds of weird stuff like that. Every time they come in, like they ding you on, like your score should matter. Your score should matter, man. This is not about, they shouldn't charge more for that. That should just be part of the inspection it process. Should be, yeah. It should be part of the program. Like, you yeah, know what? we want the best, uh, you know, for this industry. Right. So yeah. like, this is, uh, you know, we can create these standards. And then you're required to put on your product, what your letter score is like, how cool would it be? Right. Just like as a, every part of the label, but how cool would it be to have some OG master growers be these, uh, you know, setting these standards and inspections up and going through and helping these, you know, facility facilities. I would love that. They can be, you know, like uh, that's the hope for everything. Like everyone should be the best, you know, everyone's Everybody always, I'm the best, best, I'm the best, I'm the best. Well, be the best. Be the best. Be the best. Like literally be the best. You're not the best. for y'all to compete to be the best. (laughs) You're not the best if you got mold growing in a secret corner of your grow. You're not the best. Okay. And I've, I've fucking seen it. I've fucking seen it. And you're not the best. And I've also seen it cleaned up. And I've also seen it spark. Like the same spot where I saw that is the same spot where I saw it sparkling fucking clean. And it's possible it takes dedication to your, to your craft and to what you're doing. Like you have to be dedicated to not only the plant, but the space in which your plant is living. Your plant lives there. It lives there under the lights and with the nutrients and with your music and with your voice and with your presence and with your vibe and with with the mold on your fucking walls, bro. And with like the mold on your walls and, and the, (laughs) and the fungus 
and the fungus in your corners. Like it, it's living fungus. there. Not and like stop and also don't. bro stop throwing food away in places where your plants live that's not where you throw your food away that's what the break room is for Ooh. you shouldn't be you shouldn't you shouldn't have food uh in those spaces because by the way that could also cause issue also you shouldn't smoke anywhere near smoke you should not smoke cigarettes anywhere near that facility tobacco actually has a virus that can be transferred to your cannabis plants. I don't know what it's called, but it does. Life happens. I mean, just treat them like, like babies, man. You got to treat, like, you got to, like, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of uh, personify plants when I'm growing. So like little shit, like, uh, you know, when you're uh, pruning your plant and uh, I think I've talked about this before and uh, and some like if you're pruning your plant uh, that the leaf might pull off, but they will like string off. If you're ever if you've ever pruned your plant, sometimes it'll like be a string. So I OK, trigger warning, everybody that's gross. But when I see that happen, it makes me think about like, you know, when you have that little piece nah, of skin. Stop right now, you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Earmuffs, everybody. You know when you have that little and then you and it goes too far. Don't do that to your plant. Clean even breaks. I so anyways. I, I love I there was one time. I got to <laughs> I'm sorry, I made y'all think of that. I got to perform surgery area of branch where, whoop, and um, and we we posted it up and we right, you know, like and and got duct tape that bitch all together and got it all standing, got it all balanced fucking... out. Yep, and and she she healed herself and it was repairs and um. You know, it was, it, was, it was beautiful to see. Had, and then <laughs> when, and then it was cool. And then, uh, you know, come trim time, uh, it, you know, you could see where it had like worked its Molded magic. itself back up. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. It's kind of like, if you think about it, uh, like, uh, like if a bone has to repair itself where the calcium kind of gets in between to like repair itself. And then like a Dhoni, my oldest dog has a spot where... I think when he was younger, well, I'm positive that it happened in front of me. So when he was younger, um, my other dog and he, it took a minute because she was an asshole, full stop. Uh, and I love her dearly with all my heart. God rest her soul. And um, so anyway, but they, they started fighting over a bone. And uh, this was at a time where he was starting to stick up for himself. And so like she bit him and like punctured his, his little leg. And I felt like it was just a puncture. And also I was broke. So we wrapped that bitch up and he was walking fine on it. And he was like six months old and he was fine on it. But when it was fully healed, if you touch like the back part of his arm, it feels like there's like a, what do you call those things? Anvil? Anvil? Is that what they're called? Uh, like an anvil, like that shape, like you know what falls on Wiley e. Coyote's head. Oh yes, yes sorry, an yes, anvil, an anvil. Thank I was uh, watching <laughs> I your was like... hand motions. 
Like, I thought you were doing a, a mask. And so no. I was like, I was going in the wrong so, direction. But like, that yeah. shape, that shape, that's what it feels like on the back of his leg. Because the, yeah, because the bone, I think he might've had a fracture and the bone just healed itself. So the plant does that actually. Uh, we, we had a similar situation uh, there's a, a violent windstorm <laughs> and it, and it laid my bitch out flat. And it was one of my favorite plants too. It was, uh, my, my poison princess. Oh, oh she, was she was so good. good. Right. And so she's smelling so good too. Like we were so close to harvest and this windstorm came and just like flattened her. And I was outside in the rain with my husband in tow I was holding five because she had sprouted like five branches. I was holding them all up to, I was hugging them like this. And he was down there just like wrapping duct tape, just like around, 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 and then stakes all around. And she healed herself and she turned out amazing. Oh my God. So amazing. Uh, if not oh, a little stressed I didn't know out. that story. She yeah. Was, yeah. Well, well, from that stress, yeah. he like rose, like. Right. Yeah. She was amazing. She had the, like the pink flowers and uh, she was was, so beautiful. Sister was like, what in the mother loving that whole, that whole harvest. I also had in that harvest, uh, I had Afgui and I had, um, uh, what was the lemon one that I had white lemon, uh, those two were gotten from that very meticulous uh, grower that I worked with and they grew so beautifully. They were so funky. <laughs> they were, yes. Yes. And I am. Oh. So thankful. I'm so thankful you shared them with me because they were beautiful. They and were so good. I was so like proud when, of that one. When, you know, um, when people talk or when, when, when we're thinking about the growth of this industry and the accessibility and we're looking at these big box, uh, you know, MSOs and, you know, uh, facilities that are just, you know, selling their wholesale, you know, like growing in large lots, like pushing ounces out the door for our like 50 bucks, you know, like that good, good on them. But then the product is not great. Like, you know, I've gotten something before where I opened it up and it, 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 there was no terpene profile. It smelled like grass, which is, is a terpene profile, but it was like, yeah, I, I, I told you that I worked with a guy who owned a spot who said that it's okay if it smells like hay. And I was like, no, we need the terpene profile. And he was like, I've had some really good stuff and it smelled just like, Hey, it was fine. It got me high. And I was like, yeah, that's no, no. What are you no, talking there, about? And first? so it, it makes the difference, you know? And so, and again, when we're talking about standards of uh, plant and growing and what, uh, you know, what it can do and it's not, you know, if you actually let it, you know, don't harvest it and try to, and then don't cure it properly. You know? Yeah. The cure uh, is important. You guys, you could ruin everything you just did with the cure. <laughs> Not the band. The band is great. Uh, the But the, yeah, it's really, you know what we should actually, I'm going to reach out tomorrow. I'm, I'm doing some, uh, I'm touching some spots, uh, emails uh, to uh, Hava Gardens and, and let's have that cure conversation. I'll get them on the books for, uh, 
for June also. Uh, yeah, because I want to have that conversation. When we talk about Colorado, there's a lot of times where it's dry. Yeah, It's so dry. And you, get, you just get it and you're just like, I'm disappointed that I paid for this. And you know, uh, like and a lot of money. So, so, do you appreciate? Uh, see, and I guess it's only in the prepackaged stuff that I've received. Is the you know you get the little packets, you know the supposed to help with the whatever. The, um, the bovinas, bovita. Um, yeah, bovita. I've seen that. I that. And there's another brand out up here. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but I don't know. I, and then I've also received stuff that where I was like, this is a little not, not dry enough that right. in my- and then you got charged for that weight. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So there's like, there's, there's an in-between there. There's a fine. Yeah. There's a, um, I don't mind if, uh, you know, because I understand the business of dispensary. Uh, mm-hmm. so I don't mind, uh, like a, like a, like a moisture pack in the, in the jar with what you're uh, about to serve me and put into the container while I watch you. Right. I hate the prepackaged aspect. I know uh, that it's this like, turn and burn idea, no. but like, no, uh, no like pun intended. No, um, I, I, I agree. But I it's like, like it. but like, literally, if it's if it's too dry, you burn through it faster. And. If it's not dry enough, and then you got to wait on it, and you got to hope it doesn't get moldy, which is bullshit. Um, so cure your flour before you sell it. But also, like, if my flour's too dry, then I mean, I is that your business model? <laughs> like, so do I, I mean? And then is there education or capability so to keep it once you get your flour home? to keep it um stored properly you know do you keep it in your dram what if it came in a baggie is it do i put it in the refrigerator the do i what you know like yeah um i feel like that's a show um but i'm a poor poor storer i do not like i used to be real meticulous about it but like fuck we run so many shit like we run so much shit i'm just it's they're all still look my dispensary throws it in an old school baggie yes Absolutely. They do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and so sometimes I'll put it in a dram jar or something like that, which is plastic. Also, I should really take it out of the plastic and put it into glass. That's going to be your best bet, everybody. And then also, uh, <clears throat> an opaque glass or a solid color glass is going to be better than a clear glass because the elements, the light and everything can affect your flower, <clears throat> it is a whole show. We are going to <clears throat> bring somebody on, excuse me, bring somebody on for, from Hava Gardens to discuss it um, and best practices um, for large facilities, for, for your personal growth facility, perhaps, and for personal consumption. Um, but yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I don't have anything against those little packets. I've used them. You just got to be careful with them. Yeah. I've used them to my detriment. Like I had something that got that there was too little of it in the, in the jar and there was that packet in there. So then the little bit that was left got all moldy. Oh, 
had the reverse. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got too much moisture. Yeah, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I did find the next, uh, another article or the article and this, this could probably fall under, uh, where, why, uh, things make us mad. Um, this is from marijuanamoment.net and this is coming out of the state of Colorado or, uh, Oklahoma, um, trigger warning, um, regarding, uh, a woman's rights to choose, um, but a Republican, uh, you are the Republican U.S. Senator James Lankford of Oklahoma um, compared or oh, oh, hold for that dodgy ass story. It's 420 on the West Coast, everybody. Light them if you got them. Smoke them if you got them. Happy 420 West Coast. Happy 420 West Coast. Um, right, let's talk about this dodgy motherfucker. So he he's always he's opposed to cannabis le uh, legalization and of abortion he. access, of course. Of course and he, he has said that he feels Oklahoma's medical uh, marijuana makes it too easy to obtain cannabis. No matter what the patient's medical condition, he believes Democrat-led Women's Health Protection Act would make it too easy to get an abortion. So he's basically wait, 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 wait. Those two things have zero to do with. Oh no, we've been heated all, <laughs> all fucking two weeks. We've been heated. Uh, like those two things literally have nothing to do with the. Like he would. I don't even. I can we read? Can you read that again? Yes. Okay. Yes. Let he me. Said. He just feels Oklahoma's medical marijuana makes it too easy to obtain cannabis. No matter what the patient's medical condition, he believes the Democrat-led Women's Health Protection Act would make it too easy to get an abortion. So he's talking about, he's comparing, I'm sorry, I guess I probably... So he's like, yeah, so he's like saying just as this Oklahoma regulation on cannabis makes it too easy to get cannabis. This proposed act makes it too easy to get abortion. Yeah, basically. So he continues to say, uh, you know, we're a state that has medical marijuana laws. You have to have a medical prescription from a doctor to be able to get it. So no, no. you know how you get it. The medical marijuana place actually has a doctor that you can just call that'll write a script to you that'll write it for no matter what. Well, first, you don't know. Are you going, you know, no, like our, no. First of, all, first of all, it is illegal to write a prescription for cannabis because of old dusty fucks like this guy who continue to vote against cannabis legalization and then compares the ability to obtain cannabis in a state where voters have agreed that this is what they want and science has proven time and time again that it's one of the safest uh, substances available to people. Uh, he wants to compare it to his outrage about what women do with their bodies. I saw... I saw a TikToker the other day that made a fucking great point about uh, 
abortion. And I'm going to try to articulate what she said. But basically, she was like, the living person's rights, like, if somebody is trying to harm you, you have the right to live like you, you, you're right. Like they're, they will get in trouble for murdering you. Right. Well, just because this isn't a right here and now human being. And even if it was a full term child, which that is the rarest fucking thing. I don't even know. We would have to look up cases. That is like very rare that that and and it is like medically medical necessity rare if it happens at all but even then that person doesn't have a right to this person's autonomy like this person still has a like autonomy like 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 you're asking me to carry poison you're asking me to carry an alien. Um, an alien. You're asking me to carry something foreign to my like. I'm not saying children are poison. I might be, but I'm not saying that. Um, what I'm saying is that women's bodies are severely affected by pregnancy, and you're asking somebody to involuntarily do that, or do that against their will. You have no right. You yeah. have no right to do that. This is mine. This belongs to me. So even. In the case, if we were talking about three months, six months, nine months, whatever, which we're not, by the way, we're not. That is fucking, oh my God. Um, But even if we were, what gives that person the right to this person? Right. Right. And and that's essentially, you know, it's uh, it's kind of like if you... If y'all like if it. anybody else tried to kill me, they would be arrested for murder. You know, but it, you know, we're talking about this is back from like your royalty. Or like there was choice, like there the woman again didn't have the choice. And it was like, yes, you save the baby, not the not the woman. Um, and why why uh, uh, the uh, that man, my, you know, no matter if they're my husband or not, gets to make that decision for me is Again, like, what the heck are we talking about there? Um, I will save I will save uh, a little bit of, of mom love for y'all out there. A lot of times women make that decision before those things go down. So, like, if it comes down to me or the baby, I want you to save the baby kind of thing. That Those conversations are had in households where they're preparing to have children. Oftentimes, especially those where complications have been recognized etc so um you know there are children here because their mother sacrificed themselves for them wantingly and willingly but that shouldn't what what's good for the goose is not good for the whatever the gander i don't know (laughs) so um so this doofus is basically you know he did say that uh you know because uh the you know it's like, you can get a prescription if my left toe hurts and then I get to get cannabis and that's a medical condition. Well, no, it's, it, that's not, it's not that simple. I mean, I'm even for Oklahoma that has made, uh, you know, the barriers lower for a lot of things. I'm, I don't think a, a stubbed toe is on the qualification list. Um <laughs> But, but a broken uh, one might be. But a broken one might be. 
Um, and so, uh, and say so he's saying that the access to, uh, you know, the ease of a, a, a physician being able to determine or make that right is, uh, you know, they're just going to hand them out left and right. You know? Okay. But that's what they did with opioids, y'all. They handed them out left and right and people died left and right. And that's not what happens when you hand out cannabis left and right. People don't die left and right. Crime doesn't go on the rise left and right when you hand out cannabis. But when you hand out opioids, that's what happens. When you lie about what's happening with opioids, that's what happens. This is, listen, he says, leaving the decision up to a clinician's discretion could conceivably allow abortion providers to justify abortions at any point in a pregnancy, but not allowing them to do anything and just saying, well, we can't because there's a percentage that might make bad decisions. I mean, he's made bad decisions. He like literally what I was just talking about with opioids. I guarantee we could look at his donor list. I guarantee, I guarantee that he's had donors that are from pharmaceutical companies that drive his decision-making against cannabis, by the way, what is this guy's name again? And what state is he in? He is from Oklahoma. He is the Republican uh senator james lankford okay listen um if it's not necessary for you to be affiliated in your state in any way shape or form don't be does and and stop and stop voting for people based on on the letter next to their name can we start voting based on what the fuck they have proven to do and what the fuck their policies are policy positions are can we start voting on people for that and not they should have to people? present a business plan on that policy they like should this how i'm gonna make have this to policy do that. work they should, they should have to present a, to a plan to us that's part of the the running like no more debate i get it you know but you have to now present to me your five point well, plan you know, your of how you're going to that. That's your debate that's yeah. your debate that everybody comes up like sharp like uh what is that called uh shark tank is that is that like a science fair or like something like that and everybody (laughs) does their presentation and we vote on the best fucking presentation like the best and then and then if they don't implement it like right away we have a dead like you have deadline you listen if i get hired for a job and i don't do my job they give me 90 days to figure my shit out not you got 90 days to figure your shit out, okay? If you can't figure out how to do this job in 90 days, then you got to go do another job. You can't do this job, yeah. right? That Okay, so, I mean, we could extend it a little bit for that politician shit to, like, gotta, like get in there and fix shit up and whatever. But, like, literally, you got, like, 90 days, bro. And then if you can't figure it out, then next best presentation wins, bro. That's how it should work. <laughs> That's how it should work. It should work like that. They should be held accountable to us. They should not be able to take donor, uh, like corporate donor money. They should not be able to do that. It should be limited to how much they take from, um, from the, from the citizens. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And term limits and term limits like that old fuck. How old is he? He's like an old fuck, right? He's, he's probably an old fuck or is he a young fuck? Um, he is, uh, he looks like the middle of the, he's like right in between like old, young, like he's, he's probably like in his fifties. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so so he just has like he's just he's just uh hates women and wants to control women in his state. And um the fact that he hates uh cannabis tells me that he has money in his pockets from pharmaceutical companies and he's probably racist as well. Because the, the a lot of the policies that they create were born out of racism. Oh, he's the one that um, appeared in a TV ad against uh, the state's medical cannabis ballot. Um, I think he was the one that used maybe used the funds or, you know, use like political funds to do the ad, too, which is totally not. Um, it's totally illegal, but yeah. they never fucking get in trouble for that shit. Do you know a guy won a primary sitting in jail for murdering his wife? Huh? What? Yeah, a guy won a fucking primary while he was sitting in jail on charges that he murdered his wife. That's insane. That's insane. You're not allowed to be on the ballot if you get arrested for murdering your wife. Even if yeah, we I thought find there out were later, standards. Like I, I like mean, even if we it, find out later you didn't do it, right now you got to handle your shit. You don't have time to handle the people right now. Come yeah, back you gotta, when your shit yeah. is handled. Yeah, Come back when you have an acquittal, okay? That's crazy. <clears throat> um, the fact the fact that that you made it to the to the jail for doing that, the fact that you made it to the jail for doing that, kind of makes me um, wonder about how you treated your wife in the first place. That made them think that you. Now I know the husband's always the first. I know, I know that. I watch all the shows, y'all. I watch. I fall asleep to all the shows. I dream about them. Okay, I know that he's the first suspect. But like literally, they don't put them in jail just on suspicion. Like they, they have to have other shit to to say, yeah, we're gonna arrest you and keep you here. And also, what kind of character? What kind of character? I mean, maybe he didn't do it. Maybe he didn't do it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I mean, also, like by the time you're in jail for it. Especially because he's a white guy, y'all. I'm not talking about some a person of color. I'm not talking about like a a poor person. I'm talking about I'm talking about a a relatively well off white dude is in jail for murdering his wife and won a primary. I don't know what state that was in. I know. I'm gonna jump back to this real quick because I okay, just yeah. keep reading sentences that are uh, as you're looking that up. Um, I, I, it's just I keep reading statements that are like this is not real. Thankfully, it's whomever, real though it is I real. Know, I know, problem. I know it is real. I know it is real. Um, thankfully, the um, Ben Adlin who wrote this article uh, had the uh, jumped in and was like, just to clarify, uh, Langford's characterization of Oklahoma's cannabis program last week was not entirely accurate um, <laughs> uh, like other states hmm. doctors give recommendations they cannot prescribe and uh that and like Langford's assertion on the senate floor patients buy their cannabis from state licensed dispensaries and not from the doctors themselves um and then it jumps to oh gosh where else was i like what the hell is going on My say? dogs are so excited because, <laughs> oh, 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 let's oh. see, Indiana, oh. Indiana. Oh, how lovely. I love Indiana. Indiana man accused of killing wife wins Republican primary from jail. 
Oh my gosh. Like how, yo? How? How? You have to run again when you're not in jail, bro. When you've been acquitted. Um, Indiana, listen up. Don't don't do that. Um, I get like and <clears throat> Oklahoma, listen up. This Lankford dude, this is he is also one of the few members to consistently and proactively voice opposition to cannabis reform. He has repeatedly tried to gut a congressional spending provision, for example, that protects state medical marijuana programs from U.S. Justice Department interference. And he continues to lie about what the policies say on legalized medical cannabis in the state. He's vocally opposing banking protections and, uh, you know, he's just a piece of crap. Um, so that's, womp, that's all I really want to say about want, 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 um, <clears throat> about that dude. Don't, don't reelect him, uh, or get, you know, and what, however, I mean, um, <clears throat> don't reelect that guy. Because he is proof uh, that they that he's such he's such trash, right? He's such. She said he's a dweeb. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't heard heard that in a while. Love you, Kelly. (laughs) Oh, if he's convicted. Oh my gosh. Okay, so they're like, yo, as long as you're not convicted, you're fine. So an Indiana man charged with the murder. in with murder and the death of his wife who had who had cancer and had recently filed for divorce well this gets spicier and spicier doesn't it um that's because y'all won't vote him out that's you guys gotta you like like really i know you're not the only one but like i'm not saying you voted for him ever but but it's because people keep vote like and also because listen this story is is true gold in making my point right now is because <clears throat> people who vote for the other guy or the other person don't show up to primaries, don't show up to mid mid uh, mid year or mid whatever elections, um, don't show up to local elections. Okay, here's the proof. Um, so she had been recently diagnosed with cancer. She had filed for divorce. He won the local Republican Republican primary election. He won the primary election um, and he's okay. So he's 40 years old. Uh, he's charged with felony murder of his wife, Elizabeth Nikki uh, Will, Will Hoyt in March. Allegedly he hit her over the head with a blunt object, a uh, flower pot and uh, dumped her body in a nearby Creek. At autopsy, the officers determined the the Boone County officers determined cause of death, blah, blah, blah. So. uh, Because people with, you know, shit to do and common sense uh, don't show up for primary elections, this guy got uh, elected and he it is for. uh, What is it for? It is for. Did I say this already? Uh, the Clinton Township Board. Okay, that's just Clinton Township, right? In Indiana, in this town in Indiana. 
But uh, but then but then he gets elected for the next office and then he gets elected for the next office. Right. He's going to he's he's a, he wants to be a politician. Also, low level authority figures and representatives make decisions for the town itself. So things that are going to directly affect you in your town are made by those people sitting on those boards. And that's real. I believe uh, our guest on what day? Monday, Wednesday, Monday. I don't know. What day? We're going to confirm. I don't know if we, uh, I, did I think it's know. Wednesday. I think it's next Wednesday. We're going to have Stanford come back. I believe he's running for, uh, for a county similar council. county council position. Yeah, exactly. And um, I mean, you know, uh, that that's a, that's a public service position, but you also have a lot of power within your, within your environment. <clears throat> Yeah, you do, you know, you get to, uh, you know, not get to, but it's a platform. His platform is, you know, helping. He wants the best for his community, you know, and, you know, so you want someone that wants the best for your community in this position so that they can help, uh, you know, move these things along versus someone that's not really there for that reason. Right. Right. People get that yeah. position of power and then they're like, woohoo, look at me. And I'm going to, you know, go on from the left. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of people um, who are in positions of power are there for just that reason, because they're positions of power. They don't really have aspirations of making things better. The power is what what they wanted and exactly what they get. Right. Um, <clears throat> I don't think he has anybody fooled, Kelly. I think he says exactly what he means and what he stands for. And um and I think that uh, that people believe him and the people who like what he has to say vote for him. And unfortunately, those individuals don't really have anything else better to do with their lives. So they show up to every single election uh, like le legitimately or, you know, they have that, you know, there's nothing I, I, I don't, don't want to say there's nothing wrong with this, but. They have that like real patriotic uh, sentiment, like just drilled into their brains that if you don't vote, it's a real problem. And that is I feel that way, too. I feel that way, too. If if that's what we're uh, that's what I believe is patriotic. You know what I'm saying? That's I believe the being being um, civil minded and and at least at the bare minimum voting um, to help your community and to support your community is, is the bare, bare minimum you can do. And if you are a person who is not a cis white man, then I urge you to please go vote every time you get a chance because people fought for you to have that right. People fought for you to have that right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is that his message is reaching the exact mindset of um, a lot of people in that state, I wouldn't say all, clearly not all of the people in that state agree with him. And clearly there are plenty of people in that state that could vote him out, but it is a matter of actually showing up. When, and it's a matter of, you know, when you, you know, she says it right there, the, you know, support oil, um, it's a, it's a thing here, uh, you know, like p businesses in one of the towns here um, has, a, you have to put coal, you know, coal keeps the lights on um, in order to, you know, be okay in the community, 
Yeah. Even, you know, like, and here's the thing too, is like people, you're they're like, oh, we, we, we don't want uh, cannabis to exist because then we can't, you know, because then our industry goes da, 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 da. Yeah. No, it's, it's not that, uh, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the dirty practices of those industries. So let's, let's be real there. Um, if you, you know, um, and we don't have to go into that though. Uh, I have two headlines to choose from if, unless you have uh, anything you want to go for. Oh no, I don't go ahead. Okay. We can choose from, uh, representative Earl Blumenauer, a a Democratic, from Oregon, uh, sent a letter calling Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg to change federal drug testing policies that cause truckers and other commercial drivers to lose their jobs over off-duty cannabis use that has nothing to do with impaired driving. So that's a full article. Or we can go with a new poll found that uh, marijuana legislation is more popular with Texas voters than the state's governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, and U.S. senators, as well as Joe Biden's uh, and the National Rifle Association, local law enforcement, and more. Uh, yeah. You want to yeah, hear that one? one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is from a couple days ago from our uh, wonderful Kyle Yeager of uh, MarijuanaMoment.net. Um, <laughs> I mean, just hold on, pause for a moment. How the fuck does a pig run for office? Says so back in like, and I remember this actually. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like children can run for office and win because nobody goes out and votes back in like 2015, 2016 area. Um, there was a pig running for mayor in Flint. It didn't oh last, but it shows how easily anyone can. Like, how did you even end up on the ballot, motherfucker? Someone wrote, that's crazy. I mean, that's like an ultimate um, prank or something like that just got carried away. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting, but I had to like read that. Um, oh, that no, is, no. That's I. <laughs> that is just, that is just, but that then is I, just yeah. uh, like an example of exactly what's happening in our in our American justice system or even you know the good old South Park episode about the you know you get to vote for the shit sandwich or the poop something I uh, you know some other the other you know like whatever yeah uh, not a you know the other option wasn't appealing either so that sounds familiar <laughs> The survey from the University of Texas at Tyler found that an overwhelmingly bipartisan majority of Texans at 83% support medical cannabis legalization. 60% said they're in favor of recreational legalization as well. Um, it crossed party lines with 91% of Democrats, 74 percent of Republicans and 85% of independents saying that patients should have legal access to cannabis. So come on, Texas, you, you guys come here and like, thank goodness you, I mean, you come here. And, thank you. Yeah, thank for you. For spending your money in our state. Yeah, and in, in our towns, because that's you know, apparently the only way that, you know, anything can get done. Some of us, yeah. Based on Texans, and, and thank you. Uh, I mean, I met some really good people, you know, as far as, 
yes, they're fun to make fun of. And uh, there are some poopy ones out there. But the people I get to interact with are all usually like they're here for a good time. So they're not totally douche mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so, we know a few that are okay. Yeah. You know, you know it's fine. We won't hold it against you. I mean, I might a little bit. A little. Only, and, and we might only joke a little to your face. A little so. bit to your face. If I ain't joking about you to your face, then I probably don't even like you anyway. <laughs> what I say the other day? If you're my friend and I've never flirted with you, are we really friends? <laughs> probably not. I flirt with my friends. My friends are hot. So... Sorry. That's okay. I'm eating Fig Newtons. Oh, jealous. <laughs> I'm hungry. Um, that's a lot of numbers and stats, but y'all go check out marijuanamoment.net for it. And um, surprise, surprise. Weed is more popular than politicians. Congratulations. Yes. Yes. Um, they've collected enough signatures to place cannabis decriminalization on the November ballot in Denton. They're working to put decriminalization on local ballots in Killeen, Harker Heights, and San Marcos. You know, so I feel like, again, we have a lot of traffic here, you know, and so it just, again, makes sense that why couldn't big old state of Texas capitalize on what they, you know, want to and, and, and uh, and and yeah, move it's so forward dumb. to interest rate interest rate commerce. Yeah, yeah, that needs to happen. It's it's a necessity. I think I've I've said this uh, a lot, but I mean, cannabis will save the world if we let it. If we let it, like like literally, you guys like hemp. Hemp has been used. To, to like clean toxins from soil and make that soil, like that dirt and that soil usable to plant things in. Like it's, it was planted in some places in Chernobyl to pull out the nuclear waste toxins in the ground. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing plant. I mean, obviously you can't use it after that. That, So our dandelions people. Don't, don't, um, yeah, stop killing your dandelions. They're bee attractors. They're very, the, you could eat them in a, in they a, they actually crunch. grow and help your soil. And like, you can they, eat them in a, in a, I mean, I don't think they taste great, but some people do. They put them in their salads and stuff. I mean, and y'all, there's a food shortage. <laughs> so y'all might be eating them dandelions. Don't cut them down. Mm-mm. Um, and there are so many other things that you can make out of with dandelions. You can make dandelion wine. Yeah. Um, you can make different elixirs with them, you know, with the flowers. As I already know, you, you know my story about getting too high at the dandelion festival because there wasn't any real food there. <laughs> and you just drink dandelion wine. No, I just, or... fucking, this guy offered me a, 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 a rice crispy treat and he looked like a whole dad. He looked like a whole oh. dad. And oh, okay. I was... And I was new to Colorado, so I was like, he's got Rice Krispie treats for his children. That's what that's what that is. 
And my friend was like, you don't want to eat that. And I was like, I do, though, because I'm starving right now. And all they got is dandelion fucking salads around here. And I can't with this. Like, I was new to Colorado. I was like, I don't understand why y'all eating dandelions. It don't make sense to me. And um, I was there for the party. You know, there's a bunch of fucking shoeless hippies out there dancing to music. And there was like, that was a fest. It was fun. So he hands me this piece of Rice Krispie Treat, which I feel is going to like take care a little bit of the hunger that I'm feeling in the like in the very deepest pits of my stomach. Like my stomach was like, <laughs> like it was so mad. And I took one, I like I stuck the whole thing in my mouth, but I took one bite of that thing and I was like, fuck crap. What I do, what I do. Take it back. Take it it back. was so weedy. And you can't spit out free weed. I say it every time you can't do it. Somebody, I mean, as nonviolent as we are, somebody will get mad about that for real. Like, man, that shit costs a lot of money. He looked like a whole dad. And he was a whole dad. But I didn't know how Colorado worked back then. I was like. Wild and woolly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a new, new market still, too. Because I, wow, like, I, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like I got here in 2011. So it's still pretty, pretty fairly new market. But yeah, but yeah, like still like it, it was just wild. Like everybody was doing it anyway. Like they were like, oh, you gonna you gonna let us do it now. OK, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> they were like, we were already doing it, but now you're gonna let us do it. OK, cool cool um so yeah i i ate that and i got more high and um i had to be taken to a restaurant after that i was burnt high and and i don't remember what restaurant they took me to but i i definitely was like we need to eat and we need to eat now we were like (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what the fuck that was but there was no food there um so yeah it was a, it was a good time and i went I went, I went every year for a few years after that and knowing what to expect after that. So I was made sure I was locked and loaded with what I needed, but I got, I ate a couple of dandelion salads here and there, you know, I got into it and stuff, but, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a weird, I was like, damn, I, I wanted that rice that it was just like that big of a, but it was big enough to be like, that was a lot, probably a lot in there. But it wasn't that big, but it was enough to, for me to be like, oh, that's going to feel so good. And then the second, like the second I bit into it, my stomach growled even louder. It was like, you are going to be so fucking hungry. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'd be like, we're going to have to leave this festival. You know, like, I was, I was short lived. I was like, we have to go get food. <laughs> Something has to be fed here. Yeah. Like there's a monster. <laughs> What I post on my Instagram the other day, like if, if I'm, if I got an attitude, everybody ugly, don't talk to me. <laughs> no, I'm not hungry. And I put asterisks like, yes, I am. You should probably feed me and I, I will act better. Like, <laughs> like literally I'll take care of those things. <laughs> you don't have to tell me like, are you hungry, bitch? Don't ask me stupid questions. Don't even fucking talk to me right now. Like I got an attitude problem. You don't need to talk to me. Just bring the food. Just shut, and leave, food in the shut the fuck up. And leave, like, and seriously. You. Like, I know that seems leave. rude, but once you, once you feed me, then I'm nice after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, many people have seen this to be the case. I, I have witnesses to Dr. my King attitude had- <laughs> changing like in an instant. In an instant. Dr. Like, B and I have a code where had a code word for uh, my hangry issues. 
Like whenever, I mean, like I like if I were you know if my what if I was like throwing attitude because I was hangry, we you know we called we called we had a secret word (laughs) where it's like all right, we got to wrap this up and go get food because yeah yeah like code word like pineapples. We need to go. We got to go. She's there's there's things happening. So when I was uh when I was in uh active reserves, I would drill uh once a month and twice a year, uh, as they say on the commercials. And, uh, so during drill though, there would always be somebody who would bring me a pack of Reese cups and a Dr. Pep back there. I I was, I, that's what I ate. That's what's breakfast. Um, so they would, somebody would always bring me like Reese cup and a Dr. Pepper, like, here you go. (laughs) MA2. So now we're going to have a good day. <laughs> like, yes, country. Yes, we're going to have a good day because I've been fed. Thank you so much. Yeah. Fed and sugared. Whoop, whoop. And now all it takes is like, like literally water, food, and weed. I can be chill as fuck if I just have the three necessities. That's the, that's the, it's my pyramid. Trifecta, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Shit, I was gonna say something and then totally spaced it. Um, that's all right. I've got another. I've got another headline. Okay, <laughs> she said, "Hangry can transform somebody." Oh, yes. yes. And I was also gonna say is that you know Snickers really like caught that right boat. Yeah. Yes, like, they, they did. did. That was okay. excellent marketing. Great marketing. They like that was just brilliant. Still, yeah. Some, still, some of the best commercials. All I'm saying is that I feel like that we could have probably avoided a Dateline episode or two with feeding somebody is what I'm saying. It's common. It's common. When your blood sugar changes because you have not eaten, then your brain is different. Like you got to fucking feed that shit. Yeah. It's real life. Yeah. Anyways. It goes, you go into survival. Yeah. All the things. Uh, things. So so this funny is a two headline. These are just little snippets that, you know, they give little uh, blurbs or whatever, and then you can click to go further. So um, these are the federal headlines. Um, Representative Nancy Mace, a Republican of South Carolina, got engaged to her boyfriend. Woohoo. Um, her boyfriend co-founded a, a company that produces rolling papers. And uh, she says, though, you know, his work has nothing to do with her uh, marijuana legalization uh, bill. Same um, girl, same girl, same. <laughs> and then on but the he better side, vote for that shit. He I know, right? He better be like, like uh, you know, get out, your friends. Like, <laughs> like yes, um, like get out if you're not voting for my shit. Like you don't have to participate in my parties. You don't have to smoke my reefer. But you do if you if you got a, a right to vote, go do it. Go yeah. vote for my shit. <laughs> Uh, represent that's uh nancy mace uh of south carolina well on the other flip side uh representative ralph norman also uh from south carolina a republican is refraining from making an endorsement for nancy mace's re-election race oh come on get (laughs) off your dick about it give me a break right now are you disagrees with her legalization uh stances and Fuck other all the way off and how much money issues. how much money have you received in the entire time that you've been a politician from big pharma i want to fucking know that shit yeah fuck you guy fuck you ralph norman don't vote for that guy again where's that 
uh, uh, South Carolina. Fuck you, Ralph Norman, South Carolina. You are holding people back. Your state needs it. The one of the states that needs it the most. Yeah, one so of the most is. affected states by what happened with this with these opioids, and and you are denying them clean, organic, legal medicine. You're gross, dude. I can't with you. So, boo, Ralph Norman. Yay, Nancy Mace in regard to those issues. uh, Read your uh, ballots and measures uh, properly. Little education pieces are always available. Again, he's probably like a million fucking... How old is this guy? 65? Uh Oh, I don't know. I didn't... You didn't see a picture? I I bet. No, I didn't click on him. Um... I bet he's like an older dude. Like he, I bet he parts his hair to the left. Oh, nope. To the right. Excuse me. Uh, so like, you know what I'm saying? Like everything's got to be to the right. Uh, is he married? I, I, I want to know things about people like him. I just, I, I feel like we're all profilers, you know, like criminal mind style. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like you see a person and you're like, mm, you fit the profile. I feel like we're all doing that to them right now. Because uh, I do that. I do that a lot to white dudes. I'll look at a white dude and be like, I will profile you from head to toe. I'm sorry. It's and I can't help myself. But I'm 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 learning. I'm watching you. You're, I'm telling you right now. I'm watching for most people, not just white dudes, but especially why I'm specifically very careful about y'all. And I'd be watching your every move. I would pay attention to like the little movements and shit. So just know that about me. There you go. There's a little piece for your chessboard. <laughs> um, uh, Ralph Norman, uh, I don't, born in night. 1953 yeah so he's like two decades older than us uh whatever dude get the fuck out of office why are our grandparents in office why why like why retire he's been serving uh the the fifth congressional district since 2017 since only Five years. But there should be... That's longer than any president gets to serve. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to serve office longer than what our president serves. And I think that that should go for our Supreme Court as well. I think that there should be term limits on our Supreme Court. This bullshit... My heart goes out to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was a queen and a badass. But let me tell you something... She should have been retired long ago. She like the fact that she was on our side for these issues just shows how progressive she's always been. But generally speaking, as people get older, they just get stuck in uh, their own time. Like this is the best time of my fucking life. Why wouldn't I want to fucking be stuck here? You know what I'm saying? So what happens to me at 45 when I'm 85 is not what's happening to 45 year olds. Right. And so like, there's this whole disconnect and they're not all like, we know that, right. We know that, that, that Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Bernie Sanders are fucking anomalies. They're fucking anomalies. The rest of these fucking grandmas and grandpas on both sides of this fucking bird 
our our vote our voting in in these really unrealistic ways for the way that we live today for the masses you know if they're that's where it's again there, there's such this huge disconnect like like exactly. uh, this is this is a this is a uh this being a politician is a public service job. Why does Nancy Pelosi have 15 refrigerators? Like, you know what I'm saying to you? Like, you understand, like, and then people will say, well, she made her money in other things, right? Yeah, but she's part of the elite. She doesn't, she doesn't understand what normal everyday people have to fucking go through to live every day. And she represents those people and makes laws pertaining to our lives and she is fully disconnected from what our lives are like these are my refrigerators are you kidding me there are people in this country that don't have a refrigerator there are people in this country who have to like buy a bag of ice every day to keep perishables cold or just don't buy perishables there are people in this country live in food deserts they've never seen an actual real fruit ever in their whole lives Mm -hmm. that happens in america in america like what and then we let and then we like listen i'm fresh off of watching dope sick and i really highly recommend it if you have hulu Go watch Dope Sick. I literally, I was watching this and I knew all of the things. I know all of the things about the money and the scandal. But like, even when you know all of the things, when you watch it kind of played out, yes, it was played out in like actors and blah, 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 blah. Um, Yes, there are people like, listen, I'm not going to fucking argue with you about it, but there are people who live in places that don't get deliveries of fucking real fruit. They don't, they've never seen it except in like books, magazines, whatever. Like literally that happens. They've never eaten an apple, period. Like you don't have to believe it because it doesn't fucking happen to you, but it does happen to people. Anyway, but I'm watching this shit and I'm just like, they get away with this thing and that way. You guys, the FDA backed the Sacklers on this oxycodone, like, like, like they were in on it and they're supposed to protect our health. They're, they're an organization that is supposed to make sure that we have regulation on things that we put into our body. Right. That we put in some places, yo, some places don't have seven 11s. They just got like little, some people like, have food deserts, like, you know, straight up, and, I, uh, I can't with you right now. I'll, I'm not in the mood. There like, are literally, there are, yeah, you don't are, have to believe it because you've never seen it. But like literally there's documentaries on it. Go fucking find some. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah. So like, so like, uh, like just the way that this, this drug company got away with, with so much with so much. Yeah, there are places in this country where people live who don't have transportation out of their little community and their stores only carry like packaged foods and like milk and maybe some eggs, okay? They might get some cheese, right? But they don't actually get any fresh fruit because that shit rots and it that doesn't stay long and they don't have a place to keep it. So anyways, I'm not making unsubstantiated claims. You're just being ignorant from things you haven't seen. So it's fine. Um, but- 
anyway, so the point, the point that I was making about the documentary before I continuously get rudely interrupted, um, uh, is that, is that, you know, this, this drug, this pharmaceutical company, this wasn't the fucking, this wasn't the fucking first time that the Sacklers had gone before Congress on, uh, on some claims that Congress was like, are, are you being say like, are is this safe for the public? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and I'm passionate. It's a thing. Um, so, um, but, but like, you know, when you pay them, they just, they just continue to let you do what you want. This shit with the Sacklers has been happening well before the night, like, like in, I think 1968 was one of the, um, scenes that they showed in the docu-series where, um, they were before Congress explaining themselves about a new drug that they had come out with, you know? And, um, they made all these false claims and I, I still don't think that they've actually paid a real price for that. And people are still dying in this country from overdoses. And now like back, back when oxycodone was first put on the market, people were dying from overdoses from actually using the drug as, as, um, as prescribed, they were using the drug as prescribed. And, there were so many false claims made about the drug that it was made out to be this like miracle thing. And people got addicted like this and they figured out how to take the coatings off of it and everything. Now people are dying because they were addicted to these types of pharmaceuticals, these types of narcotic pharmaceuticals. Um, their doctors stopped prescribing them. Cause now there's laws again, like the doctors are getting blamed for that shit. So they're like, I'm not prescribing any of that shit. They're super careful about it now. So now they can't get the drugs, right? Uh, and so they turn to other things, cheaper things. Heroin, for example, is one of those things. And a lot of those things lately, as of recent, are laced with fentanyl. That's instant death. So scary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they get away with it. And they get away with it. They caused this. They caused this. Even if, even if they're not directly responsible for what's happening with the fentanyl and blah, 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 they caused it. They caused this to happen. They right. got us here. And then they're not allowing it. Yeah. And then to block, yeah, again, continue to block like medical cannabis programs or just cannabis in general. Yeah. You know, um, while we're seeing, you know, again, the, the necessity for cannabis, you know, for people and um, all over all over um i just yeah. found uh i just found a, a westward article um that contains all the uh 2022 uh cannabis and hemp bills so it, it's definitely um a lot for another day to unpack because it's it's, yeah. all, it's all the things but i'll go ahead and get it posted on our facebook page that'd be nice um yeah. And uh, everyone can start reading through that. And there is actually one, though, that I want to uh, talk about because it directly re relates um, to us and might be a good segue into our sponsors. And um, <laughs> are we are we dancing our way out of here um, uh, in, in a few? OK, so House Bill 1222, Marijuana Responsible, Be Responsible Vendor Designations. 
Um, under current law, a licensed medical or retail marijuana business may receive a responsible vendor designation if all of its employees successfully complete an approved course like the one offered by CQ LLC. If the business is subject to a licensing action, the designation can be considered a mitigating factor in the licensing action. The bill allows an individual to receive a designation and provide the same licensing mitigation protection to that individual in a licensing action. The bill clarifies how a business receives and maintains a designation and allows a person with a designation to take that designation with them to a new employer. Oh, nice. So, um, and that was uh, passed by the House and Senate, amended and signed by the governor. Nice. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. That so, hopefully puts a puts a up on business. Up, up, up. Is... Individuals and businesses, you can find your... We got links now. We got links on the website. Uh, we got it all. We got it all posted up now. Uh, yeah. So uh, check us out. If you do need uh, responsible vendor training, CQ LLC Cannabis Consulting and Education does provide that. Uh, in the state of Colorado, www.cq-llc.com. That's a dash, not an underscore. So www.cq-llc.com. Uh, customer service, cqlc at gmail.com. 970-426-5985 is where you can find us. For consulting, for education, we have it all. Give us a call. Oh, I didn't mean to rhyme that. That was really gross. Uh let me just make a little edit here uh, and put May here, but we do. I did what I was supposed to do, and I have a new code for the Kings. So it's rolling across the bottom right now. KPTCCP May 15th. This one says it never expires. It never expires until it gets um, used too much. So I was like, oh, I didn't even know that was going to happen. So if I'd have known that, I would just maybe left the May off. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, that's the one we're going to use. 15% off. Use this code KPTCCP May 15th to get 15% off your next order of King Palms on kingpalm.com. Uh, this show is also, of course, and always and forever sponsored by Queen Kitty Seltzer. Solo.to slash Queen Kitty Seltzer is where you can find all of our social media contacts. You can email us from there. You can uh, find our cannabis closet information from there. You can find our Discord from there. All of that can be found from there. We are still working on distribution. I'm just waiting to get an email back. And um talking to um i'm actually talking to somebody today about getting new estimates for labels and stuff like that so that yeah we can, i saw the um yeah email come through kind of kind of up the ante a little bit um so so yeah those are our sponsors today and of course us the cannabis closet uh you can find us at uh cannabis closet sorry solo.to slash cannabis closet 420 you can find all of our links there, including our Discord link. You can always catch us here on Mondays and Wednesdays at 420 Mountain Standard Time, unless we tell you different. And if you don't have time on Mondays and Wednesdays at 420 Mountain Standard Time, by all means, catch us later on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. I just want to, um, you know, because I'm not in the mood to argue with anybody. I know um, what I've read and what I've seen and, and um, the stories that I've heard from people that I actually know. But um, on the on the on the piece about 
um, food deserts and stuff. I don't really want to talk about that, but I do want to talk about, you know, we were just kind of joking around about being hangry or whatever and how like not eating can change like the chemical makeup of your brain, etc. But literally, um, if you live in a place that doesn't have nutritious food or an abundance of food, and we're in a food shortage right now, you can see already there's not enough formula on the shelves. There's other things. You guys have been in grocery stores, right? Um, if you have a grocery store nearby where you've seen that some shelves are completely empty where they used to be full, right? Um, right. And that is because uh, we're not getting deliveries, shipments aren't coming through, etc. There's a whole lot of problems in the infrastructure of getting the food to the store um, that that you know that are that are causing this to happen. And um, here's the thing: not only now are we in a situation where people aren't going to get uh, enough food delivered to their little tiny uh, stores that they have to shop in. But then on top of that, they're still not getting any nutritional options. That affects our brain. That like that affects your whole body. It affects uh, things like, like, you know, we were talking about being hangry, but like it can't like literally on a larger scale, this can affect the crime rate. Because people are hungry and their bodies are hungry for something specific because it needs it, right? Uh, and they can't get it. And so their brain just like rewires itself in a different way so that it can compensate and cope with what is happening and how they have to feed themselves. But right. that can cause all kinds of chaos. Yeah, it's a survival mind. mode. It's a, yeah. you know, and then, uh, you know, yeah, like a feral, like, don't have access to things again, that, that give us nutrients, you know, yeah. like, Food, you know, just be a processed box food is not food. Uh, not. You know, um, there's a reason why they had to start enriching uh, certain foods with the vitamins and whatnot. You know, like you're tricking the kids or something um, because they were our bodies. There's an overage of some of the processed food use that, yeah. you know, it's not the, again, feeding ourselves, but not, um, getting anything out of it. So it's a real thing. Um, yeah. but, uh, so I've been uh, watching a lot of like, uh, another one, another TikTok thing, but, um, it's this, uh, you know, local family, um, a black owned farm and he teaches you how to grow, uh, you know, everything. He shows you how to pot, you know, small pot gardening. He talks about the different ways to, you know, like, talks about fruit trees and planting and, you know, it's just so amazing. And he does the, you know, in the time frame that TikTok allows and it's just, I'm like, I want to be able to do this. I want time to, you know, like time, money and, and, uh, you know, to, to set up a, a garden. There's, to produce there's a girl food. on TikTok that does something like that also. Um, and she, but she does it with like what's already naturally growing in the environment. So she like goes mushroom foraging and like, she'll talk about plants that grow in your yard naturally and how you can use them to, there's this one with, you know, those little bluebell plants. Oh, I was going to say, is it her? Is it yes, her? yes. Yes. Where she made yes, the lemonade yes, and then, yes, it, and then yes. it was, she showed the basic and acidic, uh, properties. Yes. Yes. Oh man. I love her I so much. Love I watch it cause she's entertaining her. and then she's like and she's 
so she was like with this with the with the mushrooms and the little, yeah she's so yes. great i can't remember yes. her name either but um but she, I we follow her i i think you know because yeah. i half the time i don't realize i'm on the queen kitty thing and i'm like liking and following stuff and That's i'm okay. like oh oh okay um but yeah, I, I definitely have caught a few of her and, and, and scrolled through her whole feed and been like, oh. Yeah, she's amazing. So it's yeah. so nice. It's so, so nice. And I'm like, ooh, because we have those in the yard. And I'm like, ooh, I want to make some like, I want to make some lemonade now with that. But I, I saw some. Never... Yeah. Oh, did, did, did yeah, you not? I, didn't, I never did it. I, I don't know if I got them or not. I don't know if they're still out there. Right. It might be too late. Yeah, they're quick. I, I saw some yellow ones around me, but I was like, well, I don't know if that's the same thing. So. Yeah, the purple ones were the one. Yeah. yeah. The ones that, I was like, oh, we have those in my yard. I'm so excited. But uh, our lilac, the lilacs around me, uh, around this field that I live next to is about to pop off. And I definitely want to like make some li- like lilacs, CBD seltzer. Yeah, no, um, you can definitely and, do that. Yeah. So like... Um, so, so yeah, if you can source that kind of stuff that's in like these open spaces, um, or like in your yard, of course, but like in these open spaces, because like sometimes the city will spray things on, on the plants, like around, um, just, you know, as a, as a pest control situation, but if you can find them in out in spaces where the city doesn't kind of go out there and spray, that's the best place to get like your, uh, your lilacs, your lavender, your just like wild plants that you want to, um, um, consume just to make sure that they don't have any toxins in them. It's just my words of advice. Yeah. Or near, or near, don't, or try to stay away from like bushes that are near, um, a roadway too. Yeah, because it will. Yeah, because the, the cars the go by and, and the, exhaust. And stuff, yeah. yeah, I know there. I have two uh, apple trees near me, and um, but they're both by roadways. One, you know, just the side road here, um, but the other one kind of like right next to the on ramp to the highway. I don't know if apples are so susceptible as maybe like those low, those softer low skin, ground, softer yeah. skin plants. Yeah. yeah. So I've pulled them. They're not regular apples. They're these like tiny, like tiny like little apples. apples. They must be yeah. crab apples. They're not the sweetest. I've, yeah, I'm like, I bet I could. He does a thing on crab apples, I think, and how to like make like a nice little something right. out of it. I'll Was it her? Maybe not. I don't know. I know. I'll have to, yeah. Like I said, there's a couple that I follow or we, you know, that we follow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, yeah. I definitely love to watch. Um, so it's 620. Yes. It's time to go, you guys. I don't um, know where I just put my blunt. Uh, but hey, listen, we did our ads. Uh, we did uh, talk about all the things that we wanted to talk about. And uh, we just want to tell you guys uh, to be nice to yourself. Put your mask on before assisting others. Somebody help me find my blunt. <laughs> yeah, so that's got to be nice to yourself. Um, cultivate love, bring it to you. Um, and um, as always, y'all, 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 real quick, when you're cultivating and you're doing that manifesting for yourself, you got to believe it. You got to believe it. You got to believe it. You got to believe in yourself, too. You got to believe like, it. You gotta, the, your yeah. tribe's got to believe it. You got to believe it. Nobody could say the negative things about it. You got to say all the positive things about it. You got to believe it. 
We love you guys. Stay lifted. Stay lifted. We'll see you on Mon- Monday. What's today? Today's Monday. Wednesday. We'll see, see you Monday. on Monday. Yes. We love you guys. Peace. Woo woo. Peace out. <laughs>